Thank you guys for tuning in to our very first episode on GT Radio. For our first two podcast episodes, we're just going to be you know, introducing ourselves and who we are and what we're about. And for this very first episode, I'm interviewing Gillis and I'm just, you know, asking him questions. That way you guys can get a feel of who he is. And then come next episode, you can get a feel for who I am. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you guys, you know, learn something about us and definitely stay tuned for more podcasts to come. That's going to cover health, fitness, mindset, life experience, and things that you can apply to your life and your fitness journey. So let's get started. What's up, guys? My name's Taryn Nettles, and I'm here with... Gillis Pellegrin. And this is GT Radio. This is our very first podcast episode. So... We are just going to basically introduce ourselves, let you guys know what we're about, let, let you know our background. That way you're not like, who the hell are these people just talking? Um, so that is the plan for this one. And then, of course, you know, after this, we're going to come out with more informative things, you know, that science based that can help you throughout your fitness journey, your life, your mindset, all of that good shit. So let's go ahead and let's get started. So. First things first, let me go ahead and let me introduce Gillis. Now, if you guys follow me on, you know, social media, you know that I'm very active. Gillis tends to be more so the behind the scenes type of guy. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to let him go first. And um, I just roll with it. You ready? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> uh, as Taryn said, um, my name's Gillis, just to kind of give you a little bit of a background on me. Um, so I've actually came up from a, uh, athletic background, um, as a coach, I've actually kind of transitioned that into from athlete to actually mentoring other athletes, whether it's in the coaching and fitness industry or for normal people just looking to kind of make a change. Um, myself, you know, I have a master's in exercise and nutritional sciences. So it is like Taryn said, it is um, a evidence based scientific approach. But also at the end of the day, one of the things that Taryn and I would like to really kind of make sure we hit home with is that, you know, nowadays with a lot of coaches and, you know, not to say with any of the other coaches, but are to discredit any of anyone else. But one of the things I see a lot is a lot of times that we have an education, but we can't really deliver the goods when it comes to how do we transition our education into someone else's progress. So I'd like to make this podcast something where we are also talking from a applicable standpoint on how do we make sure that what we're doing is going to produce uh, a great athlete or anyone that's actually looking to make progress as a human being. So I have a question. Sure. So <laughs> you said deliver, like not deliver the goods. What do you mean by that? Uh, I said deliver the goods, not not deliver <laughs> the goods. <laughs> All right. So one thing you guys can see in this podcast is that Gillis and I are like a yin and yang. We're two totally different people. Um, personalities are totally different. You know, Gillis is more so like the reserve type of guy, you know, he steps up when he has to step up. And then me, like, I'm always stepping up. Like, I'm always like, 
I'm always on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, Taryn tends to be the the loose cannon. I'm a little more of, um, I wouldn't say straightforward, but he plays it safe. He's modest. Is that the word? I don't say I don't say modest. I, I think before I act sometimes, and, and I just say the damn shit. Yeah, and she deals with <laughs> Taryn tends to deal with the consequences later. Uh, versus I'm a little bit more selective in terms of um, my process of doing things. Okay, all right. So enough bullshit here. So where did you grow up? Because I know that plays a lot into your background. Because obviously where you come from, you know, fitness isn't really a thing, you know. So where, like where did you grow up? Like what? what's your kind of – what's your story on that side of things? Um, so I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in Louisiana and South Louisiana, like right outside about 45 minutes, an hour from New Orleans area. So, uh, growing up as a kid, you know, I was always really kind of going into the, um, as an athlete football. So that was really big where I'm from. Never was someone that was the, uh, I would say genetically gifted in that aspect. So I always had the mindset of, of I guess not necessarily saying that I'm the underdog, but also knowing that I know that I can outwork someone that might have, you know, that God-given talent. So that kind of transitioned over even today as an adult. And then as far as like, you know, growing up like food-wise, I know like that's like a big part of your culture. And I know obviously um, that doesn't correlate into fitness. So how did like, how did you, I guess, overcome that? Or how did you like grow up in that type of environment? Because we know Louisiana has the best damn food out there. And if you disagree, you're not even human. And then you need to go carry your ass to Louisiana. <laughs> or you've never been. <laughs> you've never um, been. You're missing out. <laughs> so it's not that I've ever given up that kind of food. I always uh, love food. If anybody that knows me close knows that uh, I'm a fan of food and I always will be. That's not something that I'm ever willing to give up. So what I've actually done is I enjoy actually cooking food. So I've always found ways around of how can I actually take some of the things that I've grown up eating and making them a little bit better for us in terms of fitting um, my macronutrient intake. So that's something that, you know, I've always kind of had a niche for when it comes to kind of modifications of um, certain foods and things like that to really kind of not have the same old bland foods or things that you kind of really see um, a lot of others eat because they're really kind of caught with the notion of, well, this is just the way things are. This is just what it's going to take for me to actually get healthy or get lean. Um, so yeah, um, it's kind of where I come from when it comes from the food background. And then you said that you were an athlete growing up. So when did you transition that into bodybuilding or how, how did you get into bodybuilding? Like from a young age, I guess okay. you would say. So man, so <laughs> I, uh, I played, I started playing football at the age of six. Um, by the time I was 12, I was already, um, you know, at the age of 12, I was probably about 165 pounds, kind of fast forwarding into my uh, athletic uh, background. I was playing recreational football and found out that I was about 10, 10 to 15 pounds heavier than every other kid that was playing that, that age league at the time. 
Um, but hold on. If you guys don't know how Gillis looks, he's 5'4". He's like this like short little like stock. I mean, I don't want to say little. I know that's not the word you use. Yeah, that's not a really good that's look. That's kind of a slap. <laughs> he's not little. He's like a brick house. Like he's just he's dense. Okay, carry on. All right. So uh, fast forwarding at the age of 12, you know, I was kind of finally I've gotten moved up to um, play football with kids that were probably in the 15, 16 age range at the age of 12. So I really had to kind of step up to the plate. And never really seen that, oh, because I'm younger, you know, um, I'm going to be at a disadvantage. So I actually played football at that age on a um, like junior high school level instead of since I couldn't play on a recreational level. So at the time, kids were about two grade levels up above me. And I knew in order for me to be um, competitive in that sport, it was going to take something outside of what my God-given talent was already. So that's what kind of got me into lifting weights. And uh, over the summer, I probably gained maybe an additional, you know, um, newbie gains of about 10, about 10 pounds. And so I've actually kind of just fallen in love with weight training. And it's kind of stuck with me from probably the age of 12 um, to current day. And how old are you now? um, I will be 37 next week, literally. (laughs) Okay. And then so after your football days, or I guess maybe even during your football days, um, how did you fall into bodybuilding? How did you, you know, want to get into bodybuilding? What introduced you into it? Because we all have something that pulled us into this world. So what, how, what was that for you? So I, you know, I was always probably an extremist to that kind of mindset is always, my mindset was always to do what others aren't willing to do. So, you know, growing up in Louisiana, for those that know me, uh, now currently residing in the in the Florida, Tampa, Florida area, know that it gets pretty hot here. So even as a as a kid, you know, the um, climate's pretty much relatively the same. So I was always that kid that was in sweats and a hoodie when always looked for the 12, one o'clock sun when it was almost 100 degrees out to go to the track to actually run when everybody else would be think that I was pretty crazy for doing that or my parents at least thought I was crazy for doing that. Um, so that kind of transitioned over to me as an athlete in the bodybuilding because sometimes for us as as competitors, you know, it, it's definitely not for everyone and it's definitely not something that anybody can do. So that that mindset is really kind of carried over as a as a competitor to really kind of um, to basically have that that mentality. I actually just enjoy the enjoy the challenge. It's not that I'm really an extremist, but I just enjoy the challenge of putting myself in a in a place where not many people are willing to go. Okay, and but who introduced you? Like, did someone introduce you to bodybuilding, or did you just as a young kid you're like, hey, I just want to be a bodybuilder? Like, Man. how did you do that? Honestly, at that age, you know, you know, magazines, it wasn't social media at the time were the were the thing where, you know, I've seen things like Jay Cutler, um, Ronnie Coleman, uh, Flex Wheeler, those type of people were on the front covers of magazines. I mean, at the time we're talking that Ronnie Coleman wasn't even a pro yet. He was he had actually just came on to the IFBB scene. Jay Cutler, same thing. Uh, Flex Wheeler was in the midst of his prime of his career. So, you know, seeing those, I've actually kind of fallen in love with the the look of bodybuilding with seeing these guys um, through magazines. So I was always 
you know, that's kind of how I've fallen into the to the fitness world of competitive bodybuilding. So when was your first competition? Because obviously we know you started lifting weights at the age of 12. You know, you're you're an athlete. Um, what I mean, when did you start training for your first official bodybuilding competition? Yeah, so when I actually first started working out, it was never something I admired those guys that actually had that look, but it was never something I can see myself do. So whenever, you know, I would have people approach me, you know, some local um some local people that might have been competing or have had local promoters, you know, at probably the age of 16, 17, um always giving me some feedback and it's like, "Oh, you should actually consider uh doing bodybuilding and then at the time you know as a kid a teenager in that era i i always was a um was someone that kind of just viewed from afar so meaning that you know i can never see myself get up there but i admire their their efforts and i actually just i enjoy training i actually just enjoy legitimately love putting my body through that and seeing the changes but never from a competitive standpoint as a bodybuilder so um, to answer your question, not up until I've actually kind of fast forward into the military when I went into the military about age of 22, where I actually took a I took that commitment to actually to my journey to actually get into competitive bodybuilding to start and competed at the age of about 24, 25. And the cool thing about this is so Gillis and I both served in the military together. Um, some of you guys may have known that some of you guys may have not known that. So what was really interesting, you know, from my standpoint is the fact that, you know, I wasn't really into um, working out or anything that that much during that time. So it's like I kind of got to see like the whole, you know, process take place with Gillis and I didn't really understand it. I was just like, oh, look at, oh, there goes, there goes Gillis, the the health, health nut with the big ass fucking cast running down the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't really understand it. So it's like I got to see you know, the whole process of this. Um, so after, let's talk about while you were in the military, because I know you did do, what did you do? Did you do three shows when you were in the military or how many shows uh, did you do? I did about four shows while I was in the military, I actually prepped for about five. Um, my first two, I prepped for about 12 to 16 weeks into actually getting ready for it actually got deployed. So um, this was around 2005 for Hurricane Katrina. I actually got deployed after being um, about 16 weeks into prep. And then back then, like you didn't do macros, you didn't do anything nope. like that. So what, like, what did you do back then? Like in terms of dieting to get ready for shows? I mean, I did all the bro things. I, you know, I, I looked at what was, I looked at what would, what I would consider healthy if you will. And everything was on pen and paper. I still, I, you know, at the time didn't know anything about macros or tracking or anything like that, but I knew in order for me to see changes, I was going to have to do some form of tracking. So, I mean, essentially at the time didn't know it was actually called something. I actually had a book and I've calculated all of my protein, carbs, and fats. And basically at the time of competing, I was actually living in a barracks room where I didn't even have a stove and had a mini fridge and a microwave. And I mean, I still remember to this day getting ready for my first two shows, you know, eating um, raw sweet potato wedges because I didn't have a way to cook them and doing uh, egg whites in a microwave with tilapia in a microwave and basically had brown rice cooked in a microwave. So everything was done in a microwave. And I always had the mindset of, 
you know, there's no way I can eat bad if I don't bring it into the place. And, you know, living in a little small, probably 200 square foot cubicle in a barracks room, you know, if I can do it, I think anybody can do it. Yeah. So what's your excuse, right? All right. So from there, like when you got into bodybuilding um, while you're in the military, um, I know you had a mentor that kind of that got you into it. Right. Am I right or wrong? Like in terms of bodybuilding? Yeah. Like when you're in the military, like for your first show and I guess shows after that. Yeah. So I actually had a good friend of mine that at the time had uh, been competing in natural bodybuilding for approximately maybe two or three years, um, doing pretty well for himself um, and seeing that I had potential at the time when we first had a conversation. He thought I'd been competing for <laughs> for quite some time. Um, and uh, he just kind of took me under his wing to kind of show me. Uh, you know, and man, I've com- I've trained my whole life and love training. And to be honest with you, that was pretty humbling because it's probably the hardest I've ever trained in my life where uh, I thought I had it all together. I thought I trained hard, but it's good to have those type of people into your life because sometimes it's uh, it, it'll let you know that you can always push yourself harder than what you thought you could. OK, and so let's let's fast forward to post-military so after the military so what did you do after you got out of the military I guess that kind of led you to where you're at today um you know educationally coaching wise so let's let's start with education so what is your education what what is your background yeah so when I got out of the military I really knew that I had a passion for for training and I had a passion for nutrition I was very intrigued with how certain nutrition protocols can really affect us And so, you know, I actually got out, you know, I decided to, you know, being from Louisiana, I actually worked in the oil field for about a year, maybe working maybe 70 hours a week, um, still training, you know, actually prepped for a show doing that. Um, And then after that, I decided that, you know, I have I have my military benefits. So I decided to actually take that commitment to go back to school for uh, nutrition. So I got my bachelor's in nutrition and dietetics, I ended up getting that. And to be completely honest with you, you know, having my experience prior to my education, I felt like I wasn't really fulfilled in terms from a really found a strong foundational knowledge base. So at that moment, you know, I really started looking into programs that would actually fit my, my passion. And then I ended up deciding to, and this what brought me to Tampa, Florida, and I actually pursued my master's in the exercise and nutritional scientist realm and um that's where kind of where i'm at from an education standpoint so and then when when did you get into coaching people like when did you you know start up your coaching business well our coaching business yeah so um just kind of happened a couple years ago i would say maybe three years ago or so it was the idea when i was in my graduate program that you know, it would be really cool to actually do that to help people in that aspect. But I didn't really know the avenue. And I know at the time that there were people out there coaching and doing real well for themselves. But at the same time, I don't uh, I'm not one that really kind of want to follow in anyone's footsteps. And I didn't really know at the time how coaching would transition into something that I really wanted to do to, to be my own. So, you know, I was still looking into, you know, what kind of professional career that am I going to have? going, you know, once I'm done with my education. And so at the time of that, you know, realizing that um, 
man, nothing fit the mold that I really wanted to do. And I felt that in order for it to fit something where it's going to fit me, it's going to have to be created from the ground up for myself. And so that's kind of probably, I would say in the last two years, you know, where it's kind of came a little bit more solidified and we've had, you know, we've had our struggles with other people coming into our lives where it really didn't work out. Um, and, you know, at the time we kind of now realize that we were living someone else's dream and this whole time we should have been living our own. And so from there on, we've actually just kind of dedicated ourselves to help people on our own terms. All right. So let's just go ahead and let's wrap this up. So I, so I guess my next question is, um, are you currently taking on clients? Uh, yes, um, we're working with quite a few right now currently, but we are still taking on, uh, um, we still have slots available for anyone that's looking for coaching. Uh, I always recommend kind of getting in contact with me either um, via social media, Instagram, or you can get in contact with me via email too from our actual website. All right. And I'll go ahead and I'll obviously post that information down below. But what kind of clients do you take on? Because I guess the main misconception people have is they think, oh, well, he's bodybuilding. All he does is bodybuilding. So what, what's your demographics in terms of clientele? So the thing with that is, you know, I, uh, I take on all. I take on general population as well as competitors. And the reason for that is I've had, you know, I've had people that are what you would consider um, recreational lifters or slash general population you know, that have really kind of uh, uncoupled their own potential that really something that they never thought was was possible within themselves. So, you know, I've taken someone that was general population that lost 100 pounds that couldn't uh, <laughs> couldn't squat 135 pounds to to squatting 500 losing while losing 100 pounds. So, you know, you really don't under you don't re realize what their potential is. So I do take all populations. All right. Well, I guess that wraps this up. So the next episode, what we'll do is, you know, since this episode was all, you know, Gillis Pellegrin based, <laughs> we'll do the next one where it's Tara Nettles based, where you can kind of get a feel for who I am and my background, just like we did with Gillis. So uh, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And like I said, this is just the beginning and uh, it's going to get better, but you know, we figured it would be best to introduce ourselves before just jumping into it because having a background, having a background story on someone, I think is probably the best thing you can do to set it up. Um, so until next time, guys, thank you again for tuning in and stay tuned for more to come.